thankful for the way these stories hold on to the lifetime we won't get back. I know these rivers carry. Welcome to Kankakee Podcast. I'm Jake Lamore, and uh, this is where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. And uh, I'm pretty excited about today's episode because we have quite a plethora of people in front of me. Um, And this is actually the first time so far that I've had four people on. Well, I put that's eight. Four. There we go. I put I had two. I had both four fingers on my hands. Just one hand there, Jake. Um. Anyway, so far, this is the most people I've had on the podcast, and um, this is exciting just because the people in front of me are, (laughs) and the fly, I should mention the fly, too, that we got a fly on the show today. Um, The people in front of me are uh, a a lot of uh, movers and shakers, I guess, as as Lisa put it on the phone the other day, uh, which is so true. Um, So let's go down the line, starting with with Barbie. You guys can introduce yourself since, you know, everyone would like to hear what you sound like and and all that. So whenever you do talk in this uh, episode, people know, oh, okay, that I I think that's Barbie. And then (laughs) that's Nicole. And so. Yeah, I'm Barbie Brewer Watson, and um, I'm the executive director of the Economic and Community Development Agency for the City of Kankakee. I'm Dave Barron. I'm a Kankakee attorney, and I'm also the alderman for the second ward in the city of Kankakee. And I'm Nicole Smokovich. I'm the executive director of the Community Foundation of Kankakee River Valley, covering Kankakee and Iroquois counties. Lisa Wogan with Preservation Realty. Uh, I spent about 20 years in community and economic development here in the region before jumping on to uh, over to the private side onto this project we're going to talk about today. So are you no longer part of the Economic Alliance then? No, okay. I'm not. So as of as of December, okay. that was my kind of my last That's month. that I wasn't sure if you were still doing this and also that. <laughs> that's why I was like, wow, that's interesting. That's that interesting was- how that works. She, um, she still holds an emeritus status. Okay. People go yeah. to her for everything. Yeah. I was going to say, they probably, because you were with um, the Economic Alliance for how long? Quite about, a, just over about 10 years. Yeah. So in various roles. Right. Um, yeah. So it was a nice transition mm-hmm. over to the private side. So yeah. I'm excited I gonna, to. I was going to yeah. say, it's very, uh, it's very similar. You know. Similar, yeah, yeah. Pretty much doing the same thing. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, everyone here uh, is is all from different parts of the community, different uh, important organizations. But you're actually all coming together under Preservation Realty. Um, and I I just want to know simply how did this start? Where did where does this uh, we'll get into the premise of like what preservation realty is here in Kankakee, but where did it start? Who did it start with? 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to be here yeah. for a long time. All right. I'm getting comfortable. I'm getting comfortable. I mean, our longest episode, I think, is uh, two and a half hours. So we'll see, uh, you know, if you want to beat that one, I mean, you know, yeah. we can try. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would say, you know, there's really no starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, the This community has been working on in different arenas of development since the very start of the community in what, 18 something. So it's, 18, it's been an incremental, yeah, yeah something like that. an incremental thing. I mean, the discrete project, I would say, started in 2019, right? Yeah. Um, but there were so many years of work before that, decades and, you know, um, many, many years. And it really, I think, kickstarted after the last um, downturn or even several downturns ago. The community really came together under different organizations to do economic development regionally. And the thought was, hey, you know, we need to we're, we're working our way out of a, a recession you know, and this may have been in the 80s, and I, and I hate to bring up the, <laughs> hate to say the R word, but, you know, when Roper left and when some of the the large um, manufacturers left the region. Well, there were so many besides, ago. yeah, besides yeah. Roper, you know, you had uh, General Mills. And, right. Uh, there was A.O. Right, A.O. Smith. Yes. Um, I mean, the list goes on. And thousands but, of people were unemployed, you know, in a, in a matter of a short period of time. Yes. So it was a shock to the system and the community really came together and said, um, you know, w- what's our next chapter going to look like? And uh, so that was that's where it all began. Okay. So, is, <laughs> so as far back as then, I guess. Um, but, but who, I, you're doing the, you guys are doing the grunt work, but who's like the main person that is behind this? Like the oh, gosh, that's that's it's a collective. It's really, it really is yeah, a it really okay. is a collective collaborative project, and and that's what's really important to note about this is if we weren't working together regionally, this the conditions wouldn't be right for right. something like this to take place. And so, you know, I, I as we move forward, it's really important that. Kankakee is Kankakee County and, and seen as a region, especially in community and economic development. We affect each other. So when we work together, then these kind of big projects can take place and it benefits it benefits everybody within the region. Okay. You know, there's, like Lisa said, there's a number of different places where this project began. You know, one of those spots was at Bears Camp in 2019. Yeah. The, the last Bears Camp that was held in Bourbonnais. Um, like Barbie mentioned, this was a regional effort, and at that moment, it was brought together by the, the Kinky County Convention and Visitors Bureau. They hosted a economic development-oriented event where we invited a number of people who might have interest in doing some work in Kankakee County. Turns out that one of those people um, are the group that Lisa now works for. And at that, that single event where we watched the Bears practice, I was able to talk to Brian Lofton, uh, Barbie was able to talk to Josh Jeffers. Lisa was able to talk to a lot of them as well. Mayors as well. We portrayed Kankakee County as what it is, what it was and what it can be. And that really led to a number of other conversations that put together this this project that is very comprehensive and, and again, very regionally minded. So these are the the investors that yes. you spoke about. <laughs> right. And yeah. so they're the ones that took interest and in, you're like, hey, look, there's so many cool things That's that, right. <laughs> that have happened here in the county since its beginning. And they're obviously there's still still cool things. Right. Uh, you know, one of them. Uh, being CSL bearing, I mean yes. that they've they've grown into such a big company, um, 
And so you, you presented this material, and he's like, okay. It's like, I'll invest in that, right? Well, I mean, and the jobs piece was huge, and we had been mm-hmm. talking about that for years. Um, you know, there, and there was, there's been a misperception in the community for a long time that there aren't jobs and there aren't good jobs. Um, but that, you know, when I was with the Economic Alliance, that was kind of our, that was our story for many years. And it was a true story. It wasn't, it wasn't hype. So, but it was difficult to get out because people had a, had a misperception that you know, kind of back to the Roper days that those jobs weren't there. And, you know, day by day, not only are the jobs there, but the jobs are getting better and better all the time. So it's just, it's, it's interesting. So that, the fact that we had that, that solid base of jobs, um, good jobs really opened the door to be able to talk to these investors are all about livability, quality, quality of life. So kind of the other side of the coin, there's the jobs coin, and then there's the, everything else that goes into making a community wonderful. And um, we started focusing on that other side, recognizing that investors, they like to see that you have a balanced community. So that's really how this evolves. And what are some of the the other you know, I, I agree I agree with you on, you know, everyone says there's not jobs or mm-hmm. whatever. So what are some of those <laughs> other places, though, that you're speaking of that actually do have the jobs or who have been growing the job market here in the county? So in addition to CSL? Yes. Um, well, I would invite everybody to go on to the Economic <laughs> Alliance website yeah. and look at the top and, and just search for top employer list. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a, a nice comprehensive list of employers with, you know, how many employees they have, the kind of the sector that they're in. And, you know, these are businesses that, you know, they do advertise that there are jobs available. Um, you have to be a bit proactive, you know, and you have to. You have to kind of get yourself out there, um, but I think if if people are willing to work, there's there's opportunity very close by. So yeah. that was that was very attractive too. Yeah. There's many places that just don't have that base of um, legacy businesses and even new businesses like uh, Futureceuticals over in Moments, kind of the innovation side of things. We're very lucky we have that diversified manufacturing base. I agree. Right now, everyone's hiring. So <laughs> You're right. I, I, like, that's not a secret. No. Um, and a, a lot of those great, you know, great jobs or um, even the ones that are out there that are highly skilled that we're, t- that we're also talking about, too, you can get the training that you need here, too. We have everything that you need here in this community to get the skills that you need to get those jobs. And so that's the other kind of part of the story is that we do have all the resources here, but because of that mis- that misperception, you know, those jobs are going to people who don't live here. They're, <laughs> yeah, commuting they're commuting yeah. into this area and not living here, but taking those really great jobs and then going back to Frankfurt, Tinley Park, you know, just areas that are outside of here. I mean, why not? Well, and <laughs> they, see, they see it's, it's a good opportunity. Yeah. And that's where the livability <laughs> comes into play. And that's the word that we use because that's what's important about this. So, I mean, if anybody's listening to this looking for a job, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. uh, you know, JR short milling just last week, they're looking for 30 new people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we've got a lot of, of opportunity here and we, we really have to just be working on changing the mindset. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Dave, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say it's always Frankfurt. 
<laughs> whenever, whenever there is something where you say like, well, we should be like Frankfurt or uh -huh. you know, people live up in Frankfurt. But it is true. I mean, we we have a number of jobs. People have filled them, but they've decided for whatever reason to live in places like like Frankfurt or New Lenox. And we did a number of different focus groups with people who actually do work in the county, but live outside the county and asked them why, you know, what what's leading you to make that decision. And a lot of it came down to amenities. You know, there's certain aspect of what we don't have in Kankakee County that we need to improve upon. The way that you build up those small those amenities and those those things to do is through small business. It's through entrepreneurial ideas, um, which has really kind of fed into this this entire project. the The idea behind the project is to be a catalyst for small business for entrepreneurs um, to really take off and to then feed into the larger ecosystem of the larger employers and make sure that we have the people who have work at the good jobs stay here and live here and be part of the community. Yeah, because I, I know sometimes some of those people that um, that do commute from other counties Frankfurt. to or Frankfurt. <laughs> yeah, Frankfurt. I mean, Frankfurt's so close, so it only makes sense, right? That it is a lot of people from Frankfurt. You're absolutely right. So um, I, I feel like sometimes they do end up moving down here. Not always, but I, I've definitely heard those stories. You know, they talk about, oh yeah, I ended up, you know, moving down here and, you know, figured uh, I... I started working here and 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 checking out more things in the the county, and it convinced me to. But but not enough as to like kind of like what you're saying, you know. Um, right. More. I mean, the experiences that we have are are great. They're strong. The farmers market is is regionally renowned. We need more of that. Mm -hmm. And the people who do that are the creatives. You know, the ones who come up with ideas like podcasts about you know, the history of the county. But, but seriously, I mean, that's, well, that's you're the too people. Kind. But, but honestly, I mean, if you look at any thriving community that is growing, that is looking to recreate themselves from, you know, a solely manufacturing base, you have to bring in the creatives. You have to bring in the entrepreneurs to do the new types of businesses, the disruptors that are going to do something in a 21st century environment. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about more getting into the meat of what Preservation Realty is doing. We're talking about all these great things, <laughs> but how is Preservation Realty getting these things rolling? So you want to kind of dive into the actual project. Let, let's dive into these projects. Because he wants to know what we're building. <laughs> what yeah. are we building? Yeah, what are you building? Because, like, I know when I saw the, the um, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, the sale or occupation of the old. Midland right. States Bank, or right. or some people still call it the Kankakee Federal. They do, uh, yeah. many people. And, you know, I mean, it was Kankakee Federal for so many years, then it was Centru, then That's it was right. Midland. Yep. Um, but we're talking uh, right there on uh, the corner of Schuyler and Station. Yes. Uh, it's a big building you can't miss. It so. is. It's 30,000 square feet. And so the idea with that particular project, so just to back up a second. there Yeah, are, let's back up. Yeah. <laughs> there are two residential pieces that we're talking about here. So, you know, as we kind of were talking about the livability side, there was a lot of work that had been done to understand what type of housing people want and what type of gaps we had on the housing side. So that really kind of kick-started this conversation. Okay. So what did you yeah. learn in that research then of what people, and, and how do you learn that? Is it focus groups? Is it surveys? Yes. Is it... It's a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. So Dave mentioned some focus groups we did with top employers. So kind of went around the county and um, talked to those um, 
employers or employees that commuted in. So in commuters, we call them. Um, and then there are professionals who do studies, who do market studies to understand like what you're missing in your market. Um, and it was pretty clear. It, it wasn't really that we needed a study to tell us that we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have um, <laughs> modern apartments with amenities. Um, many all all of our communities had been talking about wanting to bring some of that online, and um, so Kankakee was really well positioned in the down with a downtown district with many different incentives to start talking more seriously about um, repurposing some of the older buildings downtown uh, to make way for that, um, those rental units. So that's kind of how that evolved. And so one of the projects, this is probably in addition to the Midland building, the redevelopment of the Pope Brace building. Um, Which is right next to the, uh, the gas and wash. Yes. On it's Washington. Right back, and I mean, it's, uh, gosh, I wish I could remember the year. It's a turn of the century building. So around, I think it's around 1900. Um, and everyone knows it was the Pope Brace Company was in there. There's a great history behind that. If anyone wants to look into that, um, it was but, for people with polio, right? That's right. That was, there were braces, yeah, made at that time. And and actually, the owner of that company knew Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh wow! So yeah, there was a relationship there. So. You know that we don't want to maybe go too much into historical. I know, but but that's that, for your museum. When you, bring, when you bring Victoria back, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still cool to know though, because uh, oh, yeah. uh, that just makes it so much cooler. But I mean, um, if uh, I, I and that's one of those buildings that uh, we drive by every single day, just because right. it's it's right off Court Street. And right, right there. there, almost right there, exactly on the corner on Washington. Obviously, like I said, the gas and wash comes before it, but you know, it's <clears throat> it's a tall building, and I always right. thought it looked so cool. And I'm like, man, if something <laughs> something would happen there, you know, there could be something, you know. And that's just how there's so many empty buildings that right. you look at, and you're like, man, <laughs> like well, something one, so cool could go in there. That one in particular, for years, people had said that you know that should be condos, that should be apartments. Yeah. I mean, yes. it was just such a natural. There had been work done in, in the preceding years um, to try to locate an art space. Art space is an organization that does redevelopment mm -hmm. of historic properties as well. So various people in, in Kankakee, Mike O'Brien was one of them, um, with, previously with Homestar Bank. They yes. led a coalition to kind of look into that feasibility. So there had been a lot of work done, and again, with the collaborative and kind of incremental um, nature of this work, um, that really when a developer came on the scene that was kind of ready to seriously look at what we had to offer, we had all of that. We had all of that work that we had done in advance. And that really positioned us very tremendously for this opportunity. So that particular building um, in 2023, and I'm a, Barbie's going to jump in if I mess up any of these <laughs> dates. <laughs> 2023, early 2023 is expected to come online. What is it? 60 units? 40 units? Well, it's really 35, but it's, it's 35 units. It's 35 units, and then it's but it's co living space. So yes. there's four en suites kind of in yeah. one apartment. So you have like four bedrooms. Oh, so it's almost yeah, like. Yeah, and a, then you have a communal uh, living space. Oh, okay. But, and here's the thing is everybody's kind of like, oh, how does that work? You know, I can see your, <laughs> I see your face. Through. Well, no. I but mean, when you think about it, um, we have a, a, a really great young um, professional um, workforce here with doctors, nurses, uh, you know, 
engineers, uh, bioengineers. I'm trying to think what else. We also have a large student population uh, that's living here, um, especially at KCC, that is going to fit into this. This building is going to be filled. Mm-hmm. It will be filled, yeah, student athletes alone mm-hmm. for KCC. So we have such a need that those units are going to, uh, there's a whole workforce here that wants that kind of style of living. And that's what's going on in the city and other areas. Well, I was going to say, you know, people are already. Uh, you know, most people, not most, but a lot of people that are renting, they've got roommates already. So yeah. really it's no different than, it's you no know, different. There, I, I can't tell you uh, how many of, of my friends have rented houses together over the years. Like four people get together and they go rent a house. Well, in this case, they could rent a cool, you know, yeah. space. In, with a rooftop, with a rooftop deck. I was going to yeah. say with a rooftop. So there's going to be four of these suites. There's yeah, like four bedroom, bathroom, kind of, you know, on like en suite, and then you have mm-hmm. your living room, kitchen, yeah. in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So co co living space. Mm-hmm. That's all, and I mean that's perfect for now. You're talking about uh, this is going to be for artists. There is an art component to this. I mean, if the the artist could live there, but in the basement, we're talking about um, having some usable space for artists to be able to use in that in that area. So there is a need for our creative entrepreneurs to to find space here. And if they were if they live there, then that's going to be an easy work commute. <laughs> yeah, literal studio apartments. Yeah, I mean. Ones that will be used as art studios and studio apartments. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So kind of like one in one. So and and the cool thing is, uh, there's so many different types of art. Not necessarily we always think right to painting or yes. something like that. Yeah. But you know, obviously, there's there's many there's you know musicians um, and uh, you know filmmakers right. and all that. That's all art. Yes, in the, you're you know, right. So there's so many uh, different. Things that fall under mm-hmm. that. So, like Barbie said, I I could imagine that getting definitely filled up. I think so. Well, yeah. and also just the the fact if we have um, residents there from the hospitals, I mean, it's it's walkable, you know, to yeah. their workplace, which is really what we're going for in downtown Kankakee is more of that urban kind of walkable, livable community, and Kankakee is really well positioned. Every other community's got something, you know, that they could pivot on and kind of build from. But Kankakee is fortunate to have that that nice historic downtown and the riverfront as well. To uh, oh, to the riverfront upon. development, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. is that what you're referring to? Yes, yeah, yeah. right. There's that uh, being worked on as exactly. well. So, and this plays right into it. Okay, so, yeah. I do want to mention to just kind of tie it back to kind of how we started too. You know, we I I wasn't alive for the the exodus of businesses. So it's kind of like a story that, you know, I, I got told growing up in the oh, area. Yeah, you know, same so here, yeah. I I see it, obviously, when we grew up here. You see those empty buildings, you've seen the Pope race, we talked about that. When people start working on this building and we see the construction happening, for in my opinion, and what I'm really hoping is this is also the perception, uh, you know, issue. This is the spiritual transformation of the city and the residents who've been here who continue to think of Kankakee in that light, who continue to bring it up in every conversation that Kankakee's not worth you know, anything that once the construction starts on this particular building, people can't drive by anymore and say, you know, this is 
old Kankakee or, you know, Kankakee doesn't have anything because that's not going to be true anymore. So I'm really, really excited about this. And I'm I'm really excited that somebody came into the area and saw what we all see when we're, you know, at work every day. And, yeah. you know, we're we're in the empty buildings, you know, with their there's an aviary and Pope Brace. And <laughs> I've been there several times, you know, and and the. My predecessors in my current role, they did the same thing. I mean, this this is going to be transformational, and I want it to be. I so want it to be because if we can make that happen, then the riverfront is possible, and that will happen. And any other future developments that come out of this is is because we also, as a community, believed that this is possible. So it is much bigger then, um, you know, just what we're talking about, it's, it's why we keep using the word catalyst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, um, you got to start somewhere, you know, um, and the, obviously the name preservation realty really clicks in well with this whole thought process mm-hmm. and this whole plan, because it, it really is about preserving or repurposing what we do have right. available at our hands, you know, we've got these buildings that are built really well. Not all of the old buildings are built that well, but actually, a lot of... most most really are, <laughs> yeah. and are that's really the the basis for historic preservation is the fact that you know if you had to rebuild a building, you know, the same thing one to one today, it would be prohibitive, prohibitively expensive. So anything that's already built is of much higher quality than what you can build today. So so you're finding that it it ends up being more cost effective yes. to restore these historic buildings? In many regards, although, you know, if you look at Pope Brace, it's mm-hmm. been neglected for oh, quite a yes. long time. So yes. it's it's completely gutted on the inside. Um, there's no, there are no utilities. There are no, the roof is caving in. Um, so th- it's a true fact that <laughs> you, you need a special developer to come along and stay. And with, with some chops who understands how to access different um, types of financing to be able to fund it, um, or else it wouldn't be feasible. It would, it just wouldn't be feasible. Even in a even in a market that's super hot, it's it's difficult to do projects like that. So, um, I think our understanding also of like historic tax credits and the different it happens to be in an opportunity zone. If people know what opportunity zones are, I mean it's that's another cool you know. Dave and all of us were meeting for, you know, a couple of years before this came online talking about how we're going to leverage the opportunity zone. And Mm -hmm. so, again, this is in the middle of an opportunity zone and there's so many stackable incentives there that that really works in our favor, too. So it was really like kind of, I don't know, colliding of a lot of, you know. It just was kind of a perfect collision, I guess. Um, another another piece of this that you mentioned that we want to make sure to get to is the Midland um, redevelopment. And uh, so the Midland, we call it East Station Street development, um, is a two-part, two-parter. So in one piece, and Barbie, you're going to have to help me with this, <laughs> the number of, I don't have these committed to memory, but we're building a new apartment building just to the east of mid, the Midland um, building. So that's a much larger market rate apartment building, and it's not the co-living concept. It's the traditional It's the traditional of, yeah, single one, units. one, two, and three so, yeah. bedroom with, with some amenities, kind of with some activation. Our, our CEO, Brian Lofton, talks about that. And 
bringing some act- activation into the space. How many units is it, Barbie? Yeah, last site plan I saw was 92. So 92 units. So it's fairly so how large. high? I was going to say, is it a how pretty many five, story? how many story? five stories? Mm-hmm. Five stories. Okay. That's so again, the idea is to bring living um, to yeah, yeah exactly and what does that do i mean that supports the small business community yes. so it all kind of becomes a symbiotic kind of kind of thing um that that's what we're trying to achieve so in that vein we recognize barbie and i have worked for many years nicole as well and dave as well um on entrepreneurship and supporting small businesses um through if anyone remembers the enterprise U program from back in the day about 2012 <laughs> to 2017 that sounds familiar what yeah. was what was that exactly i remember it, hearing about yeah it. it was a business plan competition kind of program so we had folks go through um with kcc we hosted this with kcc with the Chamber of Commerce. You know, I was going to say that was, that's why I recognize it because you came in because Barbie, when you were uh, a part of, you were the executive director, right? Or yeah, the, yeah. the C, yeah, uh, of, of the of the Kankakee County Chamber of Commerce. I think you must have come into the radio station for an interview, and that's why it sounds familiar. Yeah, Enterprise U <laughs> was a lot of fun to work on. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so it was it was like a, a competition. Yes, right? and so we had. Um, KCC at that time had a small business development center, which is a federally kind of funded program. Um, And so they had that there. So really it was leveraging that program and then adding some speakers to the to the program and some mentoring pieces. So really building out a nice um, kind of discreet small business development program. So we did that for about six years and it ran for a few months each year. To all told, we had about 150 people go through the program, and we have some folks in the community who kind of really um, benefited from from being in the program and really have um, gone on to bigger and better things. So Carlisle Ar- Architects is one example. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they Arsenal. seem to be doing well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Arsenal Media Productions, Cream of the Crop, uh, Align Yoga. Help me out. Fit Body You. Fit Body You. Yeah, wow, Gracie, there's, there's Gracie quite, Pie Apothecary. Yeah. Spice Done Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spice Done Right. I'm not, I don't know if I'm familiar with that yeah, one. Yeah, they've been is at that, the farmer's market. Is um, that a, a like a spice? Uh, yeah, they, they make spices? They create spices okay. for yeah. food. Wow, yeah. that's mm-hmm. cool. Neighborhood Kitchen. I'm looking at this list <laughs> right Barbie's here. Barbie's got a <laughs> Yeah. That's quite a few. And yeah. Well, yeah, we had a lot of success. I mean, we had some success stories, yeah. but we also learned a lot of things. We learned a lot about <laughs> what our gaps are in resources to entrepreneurs and really what we need to be doing and, and working to support that the entrepreneurs here. Um, and and there's different ver- there's different kind of categories of entrepreneurs, and we all of them are here, but we're really good at supporting the retail storefront kind of entrepreneur, I have a product, um, you know, that's easy to make and and we can do that. But if you've got like an innovative idea and you need a patent, I mean, we're, we don't have... You're lost, yeah. We don't have that specialized service. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times when I was at the chamber, it's like I'm making a phone call to Lisa and we're making phone calls to the Chicagoland area because, you know, and we, we don't have all the answers or resources here. And then that person's now gone out of the area and we don't you know like did they succeed did they not yeah and if they were here and could succeed we could have had some innovative brand new you know wonderful business that's yeah. here and yeah i mean so for for 
for as much as we are very grateful about Enterprise U and the success, and we and we do need some version of that back in the area. We also need to make sure that we're doing we're covering all the bases of entrepreneurship. And technology is so rapidly changing that entrepreneurism changes with it. So those gig workers, you know, if you're a DoorDash driver, I'm, you're an entrepreneur to me. If, you know, you're driving Uber or Lyft, if you're, you know, doing the dog walking app. I don't even remember. What is it? WAG? I, I've tried, um, there's a couple. But you're an yeah, entrepreneur to Rover. me. <laughs> yeah, there at Rover, isn't Rover. that one? Oh, is yeah, it yeah, Rover? Yeah, yeah. That's the dog watcher one. A dog watcher. Oh. <laughs> We've taken him in. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. those are entrepreneurs that are we we don't currently have services to support mm-hmm. them. And and yeah. so do you know what I'm saying? Like yes. we we have much to be excited about, but as we're looking at this Midland space, um, to be a hub for business and entrepreneurship. You know, we we've got to look at what what's in the building, what's in that space. So when you're talking about making the Midland, the old Midland States Bank uh, building, talking about making that a hub or an incubator for entrepreneurs, what does that mean? Like, you know, like, Good is it question. is it like a, a, a more like a, a community space or is it somewhere where, you know, an entrepreneur can rent a small space for a very small fee or. It's a little bit of everything. It okay. is. I was describing it yesterday to Mayor Curtis and I'm like, it's going to be like a little bit like a circus. <laughs> I was going to say it kind of sounds like a circus or like or, or you could even reference like it's like a, a mall for an entrepreneur. Right. It's got a little bit of everything, you know, kind of like a retail mall has, it's got a shoe store, it's got a clothing <laughs> store, it's got a hat store, it's right. got an electronics store. <laughs> so Maybe not quite to that level, but... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're, it's, it sounds like um, from, I don't know, that's what comes to my mind, because maybe in this incubator space, there might be, you were talking about podcasting, you yes. said there, you know, there could be a space mm-hmm. to, to get your, your media stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That's under discussion. Or, yes. You know, or, yes. um, uh, I'm trying to think of what yeah, I mean, else. You could but, just go down the line of what you think a business needs, you know? Yeah. You it, pretty much. Yeah. Especially if you're an entrepreneur though, trying to, to build from nothing. Yeah. Or from the ground up, you know, kind of thing. Totally. And everybody and every entrepreneur needs something different. That's And that's where the challenge comes into play, right? Yeah. And um, we also needed to do – we and we have a lot of work left to do in, in, the, in this next half of the year. But what we do know um, is, is that we have a lot of hospitality-centered entrepreneurs here. We've got a lot of people baking goods out of their home from dog treats to – really good sweet treats for for humans. Um, We've got people that are doing catering businesses um, that are just looking for any commercial kitchen they can find to be in. And of course, because we've got a resilient community, they're finding it, whether it be at a school that is no longer, you know, um, in operation, you know, to partnering with uh, Knights of Columbus Kitchen to to be in there in that space as well. So, um, I think there. Well, I don't think. I know that there will be a really great focus on hospitality in this in this incubator space because we need to cultivate that, and it also complements what is going on downtown 
already. If we want to have uh, people eating and enjoying, um, you know, some some good beverages uh, of all of all types, coffee to you know alcoholic, we also need to be cultivating that workforce and training th- that those entrepreneurs to be able to do that kind of work. And I'm sorry, the riverfront is going to be full of opportunities for fun <laughs> restaurants, yes. craft craft breweries, you know, craft cocktail type places, um, more, you know, more coffee tea oriented places too. And so um, that, that whole riverfront it, that for the next 20 years. So having this, this space that will have some focus on hospitality is really important to the success of the other things that are already underway. So there will be that portion of it because we learned just doing the early market work of how the space could be utilized. We've got a really healthy regional hospitality group of entrepreneurs that are going to use this space. So. And also, in addition to that, we have some partners in the community who are, are very excited to come alongside us and kind of see where their programming can go um, and evolve with us. So those would be Kankakee Community College has yeah. talked about developing a culinary program. They have a hospitality um kind of track right now that they're sort of just starting. Um, District 111 has been very, um, we've met with them several times. So we've had probably 200 meetings with individuals and organizations and just to figure out how, you know, the, the use of these facilities and, and down to who would be using the facilities. Mm-hmm. How would they be using the facilities? Yeah, because so, that's what I wonder is yeah. that's why I asked is it going to be are there going to be spaces available that someone can right. rent out or how's So what, you, it, okay, right now as we, you know, and we like to say this is going to be an evolving an evolving thing. Right, because you're still doing research Well, right, this, and just right? even over time, we're entering into a 20-year public-private partnership with the city of Kankakee. So and that's a pretty groundbreaking, you know, um, thing mm-hmm. for any community. Um, so we're excited about that, and we have a lot of responsibility um, that comes, everybody kind of yeah. feels very responsible <laughs> to the community to make sure that um, what we're building is really resonating and is useful to the community. Um, so we'll talk about that piece of it and how we're going to engage the community. But just to understand what we're bringing online in January, the first floor of the Midland and the old Kankakee Federal. <laughs> Imagine the old Kankakee Federal. Um, the first floor will be taken up um, with, you know, the centerpiece of it really is a culinary uh, commercial kitchen space that's going to be used um, to service special events. So if anybody wants to host a special event there or the tenants in the building have a special event that they are hosting. So we see a lot of that type of use in the building. It's a lot of kind of flexible space for events. Um, it'll be a teaching kitchen as well. So that's where District 111 right now comes into play. Or KCC. Or KCC. Yeah. District 111 is ready to go right now. You know, they have a program really built out, and they see what we have potentially going on there as sort of an evolution of what they have. So they can have um, cooks on a line working as a team um, in support of an event or, or that type of thing. They love that experiential piece. Um, and then it's also going to be space for small producers, like the cottage producers, like Barbie talked about with muffins and, and things like that. So that 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 kitchen we see is being used probably 24-7. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a really important piece of that main floor. The Kankakee County Convention and Visitors Bureau will be on that main floor in a new office space. Um, they've We've talked to them, you know, and we're still ironing out the details of that, but they've expressed a lot of interest um, in being housed in that space. Uh, and they'll be just down the street because <laughs> now be, they just yeah. opened up another yes. office. Uh, they've got the new office there on Skyler. But, but the potential so. idea is to eventually move. Into the incubator, right? So, of course, that I mean that only makes sense, right. uh, being the the visiting uh, the Kankakee County Visitors Bureau, you know, well, or and Convention that, and Visitors and, Bureau. And That's also a perfect too, space. They then become a really important piece of developing those hospitality businesses, right? Yes. Like understanding where the gaps are and and that type of thing. So and the rest of the main floor really will be kind of open space, um, flexible use space. The pop the pop up shop. The po- Nicole. The cubbies. Oh, the little, yes. the little cubbies. Okay. I'm loving that spot. The retail cubbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, there will be space um, kind of like a farmer's market. You know, the, kind of how the farmer's market serves as an outlet for yes. people who may or may not have a retail space. So there'll be some dedicated space for that type of use. A pop-up. I, that's a fantastic idea yeah. because there are so many. Mm-hmm. That That's become a, a huge thing in the last five years is these pop-up shops, whether they're local or, or regional or national or whatever, they need somewhere to pop up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yep. perfect. The lower level, and probably no one who's listening to the very few people have been to the lower level right now, it's not too inspiring, but the low, lower level will be where the incubator, the dedicated business incubator space will be. So it won't be as much dedicated office space that people can rent. It'll be more, fl- again, flexible space that people, they do pay a fee, a monthly fee to be able to use that space and also to access the educational component, which we're hoping will be provided by KCC um, and others. But KCC has expressed some interest in providing some of the, you know, the accounting and and the different type of technical um, skills that entrepreneur, the technical education that entrepreneurs need. Um, There'll be a kind of a shared conference space there that that will be shared by the tenants of the building. And also that'll be the instructional space down there. That's where a, a potential podcast face could be. So we'll <laughs> yes. have to talk about that. Well, you know, I'm, it seems like I'm always podcasting in a basement. So, you know, I may That's as well right. continue that tradition, right? Because, you know, before I was in my own basement, I was in my parents' basement. So, you know, may as well just uh, continue the trend yes. and uh, keep that going. But um, and then the thir- the upper floor, the second floor, will be the re- our resource partners. So this is dedicated space for our non for profit partners, and many of these agencies and organizations already have a component of what they do that supports small business, entrepreneurship, workforce development, um, that type of thing. Or they want to move more into that realm, and so they they really want to be kind of in that space as they figure out what their next chapter will look like in supporting the, in the community. So Garden of Prayer Youth Center is coming in there, which is very exciting. We've always, through Enterprise U and kind of our other initiative, initiatives, have tried to understand how we bring the youth into, you know, small business and entrepreneur, entrepreneurial support and kind of start planting those seeds young. Um, that going out, getting a a corporate job, getting a job, that's all great, but it's not for everyone, right? I mean, some people are more entrepreneurial minded. So 
having fostering that at a younger age. So we'll be able to do that with the high school. We'll be able to do that on the on the college level, and then hopefully um, with younger younger kids as well. So Nicole with the Community Foundation is kind of one of our um, anchor tenants there, and we are excited because the Community Foundation is really. Um, you know, one of the, one of the, what do I want to say? The pillars of our community kind there of you hold, go. holding the, <laughs> and they're involved in so many great things. And I don't know, I, I, well, I do know they don't really get the recognition that they deserve all the time, but yeah. Cause well, it's all about our community and, and improving yeah. the quality of life for, for our community. That's what so. the community foundation is about. Yep. That's what we do. And um, we're very excited to be up in on the second floor of this building um, surrounded by all this activity going on. Um, plus we just needed a larger space, um, to get all of our staff underneath one roof. Um, and that fly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm so sorry about the darn fly. Like if I would have known he was in here before we started, I would have, <laughs> you would have walked in the door to the podcast. You would have seen me running around here crazily trying to get the fly. But another great aspect about the second floor is going to be the networking space that we're going to have um, and, and co-working space. It's very exciting mm-hmm. um, just to see what the concept looked like looks like right now so so nicole's planning out her office space right now so it's it's very exciting that's the stage we're at is all of our tenants are okay i want this office here i don't i want a window i want a window (laughs) yeah i was gonna say everyone's arguing who gets the window jake gets the basement you know throw them down there um but one of our areas that we focus on is workforce development. So being able to be connected to this space is going to be phenomenal. Um, we're also working on a program right now, getting it started in the county, hopefully in 2022. If not, it'll be 2023, um, called the CEO Program, where it takes high school seniors and brings them together to network with other seniors and businesses in our county um, and uh create those entrepreneurs. So we're very excited um, to be part of the space. And, and, you know, this could be a feeder program to get more entrepreneurs into the business incubator. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that very much. Now, my question is, so once you, once everything is built, we have all these incredible spaces. Who manages this? <laughs> I mean, because I know that's that's got to be. Would you like to come to a meeting <laughs> next week? Well, this is the thing. Like, I know that's got to be what somebody's thinking right now yeah. while listening to this, or even if they have read, you know, articles in the journal about this. They're like, "Well, who's going to manage all of this?" You know, you know how you know. And so that's what I'm curious. Right. Like, does is that where does that come into play? Well, uh, technically, <laughs> if you talk about tech, so again, um, because there's so many different things going on. Well, exactly. You know. I mean, the apartments will be managed by a professional management yeah. agency. So mm-hmm. with oversight um, from the city, of course, and by our, our organization, but those will be professionally managed with a manager on site and all of that good stuff. Um, the the incubator space, I'm going to just say, I mean, yes, it's going to be overseen at, at, uh, at the highest level by the city and by Preservation Realty, but it's really going to be a community asset, which means the community is going to be involved and the community is going to be overseeing what and, and speaking into the activities that are taking place there. So that's what we're, that's really the, the differentiator with this project is this, it's always been 
talked about as and, and it came out of the whole a, a community um, conversation. And that's how it will continue to evolve. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think the community realizes right now that they've been a part of this the whole time. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? When I came to the city um, in April 2019 to, to my current role, one of the things that was really lacking was the public engagement, really getting into the neighborhoods, having conversations. Um, and and we're, not, we're not where my vision is at for that yet, but we're in a neighborhood every month having a conversation. And so... We're, you know, my team's taking notes, we're writing them down, we're sharing the notes with the aldermen and, and other city officials, um, other regional partners. And so through those conversations, these are the things that are that continue to come through in every neighborhood, no matter what the challenges are there. And so having some sort of, you know, business hub, a place for youth entrepreneurship, exploration, um, experiential opportunities. Um, one of the things that kept coming up uh, was, and, and they didn't say it like this, but I'm, I'm saying it like this, um, room for failure that isn't catastrophic to your life, where you're just losing your savings, you can't figure out how to pick yourself up, but you had a great idea. And you learned a lot from the failure, but now you can't go to the next level. And that's such an important part of entrepreneurship. And we don't have that safe place or space. And so the community has already been saying this in those meetings that we've been doing that I'm sure they think, you know, is about so many other things. But these are the components that kept coming through. And so we we took all that. And we keep talking about it, and it's one of the reasons it's kind of gone into what's going to be in this space and who's going to manage it. We're going to make sure that we're regularly talking to the community and make that commitment because it, this is a, a living, breathing space mm -hmm. that's going to have to change and be flexible. While we're in it for 20 years, we know that technology is changing every, you know, every day. And so however this building is going to be – manage and operate it, it's going to have to be flexible and nimble, and it's going to have to always be listening to what the community and the economy is going through because it's going to drive what's in that building. So we're starting with what we know we need today, but we have to make a commitment to every year looking and seeing if if that's what it needs to be for tomorrow. This this element of it, the, the aspect of making sure this is a community-led and driven event, is really important, you know, for a lot of reasons. But one is, you know, the evil G word, gentrification. Yeah. Yes, you know, that is that's a that's a big one, and and I'm sure because you know even like um, at my, my of course this is really far away, but my brother he lives in Brooklyn, yeah, in New York. He talks about that all the time. How uh, these outside developments come in, they completely, uh, you know, build new condos, all this stuff, and then cost of living is just whoop. It right. just threw the roof. And then everyone that originally lived there is just kind of driven out, right. you know. And, so. you know, when you, when you hear us talk about rooftop decks and market rate housing and features, amenities, that's, that's something you have to keep in mind is that there is a potential that, for that. And we've seen that in other yeah. communities. This element of it, the incubator space, the catalyst space that is going to be as inclusive as possible, purposeful and directed to making sure that different voices of the community that have not been heard in the past are at the table that's going to be the the focal point of of this of this project and that's what's going to separate it from other locations where you may have seen other people not be able to take advantage of the the upward growth 
Um, that's something I'm excited for. I know that Project Catalyst, Preservation Realty, the city has been committed to making sure that there are active uh, groups that are made up of people, um, of underrepresented groups, um, particularly people of color. There are you know, certain ideas to make sure that the entrepreneurs that are taking advantage of these spaces are people of color, are people of the community, so that, again, they can be part of this renaissance in, in Kankakee. And we're in a moment where that's very important to do. I mean, it's not going to succeed if this is just the, you know, the upper echelon making themselves better for everybody. This has to be a Kankakee-driven event. And, you know, as well as anybody, Kankakee has some powerful racial dynamics to it. Yes. You know, this, oh, is, yeah. this is something that it, we're going to have to be purposeful about in making sure that everybody, everybody gets to be part of that. Yeah. Part of the table. It, yeah. It's so important to <clears throat> the people that haven't been heard in so long or haven't been able to do anything like you're talking about because they don't have the resources that <clears throat> my family has or your family has because, you know, we have that advantage or, our, uh, you know, our family bought, you know, land here however many years ago. And that's what's helped us with, you know, getting all these opportunities, whereas someone else who may have come in later, uh, they don't have that um, opportunity. They don't have the, those roots, if you will, you know, or the, um, the, the family, <clears throat> the family money or the family heritage to say, Hey, you know, I want to start this business, <laughs> and yeah. it's, but, but I've got no money, you know, <laughs> like I've got nothing. I don't have any, you know, don't and, have any help. And yeah. there's strategies to try to make sure that that group that has not been able to be part of the conversation is, I mean, whether it's micro lending, whether it's uh, you know just targeted outreach to make sure that there are groups getting you know certain fees paid for when when they come to be part of the um, the curriculum and the entrepreneurial capacity, that's that's what we have to do in order to make sure that this is not just a good project for the very top, but a project that is great for the city of Kankakee and Kankakee County. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. So this is great. Um, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, and, and another thing that I wonder, too, is I, I don't know if you're at the point in this development, and I'm sure this is something that is on people's minds, too, is with, um, you know, with the apartments that are going to be next to the old Midland Kankakee Federal Building. Um, and even in the, uh, the Pope Brace, um, mm -hmm. even in that building as well with the living spaces that are going to go in there. How do you gauge the cost of that? Because as we all know, right. uh, a rent a house re renting is is very high mm -hmm. right now for a lot of people. Is it? And it's, okay, and yeah. it's not affordable for a right. ni for a nice space, right? You right. Know, to to live in. So I'm just curious, like how how does... how, do, how are those numbers derived? Yeah. Um, somebody who has a mathematical mind <laughs> crunches those numbers and um, and actually comes up with that. And it's based on, you know, it's based on your market. So they look at, you know, your market and comparable, you know, properties in your market. And the, but they also factor in, you know, you're offering something new to the market that's not there and something uh, that's new and maybe a little bit better quality. So that's all factored into. But it was important for the development team that we're bringing in a couple different options for, you know, so something a little bit more affordable with the Pope Brace building and the co-living concept, and then something more market rate for some of the executives or anybody really who, you know, um, is able to, these are again, one, two, and three bedroom. And 
you know, I wish I had the numbers off the top of my head of what those are going to be. And, and I probably don't want to quote it right now. Yeah, it may change. Someone might, yeah, it may change. Right. Um, yeah, but, because by the time it's built, I mean, what yeah. year is it going to be? You know, uh, so. so Pope Reyes is, is slated to come online in 2020, early 2023, and the apartments late 2022. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and everything's still on time right now. So we should be seeing construction. I was like going to say, when are we breaking ground on yeah, stuff? Yeah, like in September. For, for the apartments, for or both, both, of, both, yeah, both, both, things. yeah, both apartments in the in the rehab in the Midland building. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, is the rehab in the in the Midlands in the, the rehab in the Midland building yes. has that begun yet, or is is no. all of this beginning at the same time? It is all beginning at the same time, okay. as you can imagine. There's That's cost, the, cost. You know, there's obviously getting have, all the ducks in a row. Yes, yes, and there's um, permits yeah. and right. all, all the right, all the the legal aspect right. of it. And there will be, I don't know, Barbie, <laughs> yeah. if you want I was going to say, you know all about that, Dave, right? <laughs> you're that's welcome. Why, that's, why, that's why you're here. <laughs> Got to have an attorney. Um, so it'll be exciting because it'll be immediate construction jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, obviously, we like to look at we look at the short-term gains, but also then the long-term as well. But there will be, I mean, we're excited about the fact that there will be some construction jobs. And not only that, these jobs are going to afford people the opportunity to learn about new building methods that maybe they haven't yeah. been exposed to the in the historic past. preservation yeah. side. I mean, that's... That's skilled labor that has to be specialized. And so there's going to be the way that the development deal has been written is that there is dedicated opportunities for local people to learn these specialized skills. Um, And then also just making sure that our our developments are as inclusive as we can be and training, utilizing a lot of these uh, development opportunities as an opportunity to build that construction trade workforce that we really desperately need in this area. Um, And this is one of of many stuff that's coming down the pipe uh, for Kankakee. So this workforce needs to be built up and supported. And um, thanks to Preservation Realty team for you know, listening to the city and working with us on that um, because it was important to us that we utilize the opportunity for for that part of the workforce development as well. So now if someone is listening to this right now and they're like, man, like I just started this this idea, this entrepreneurial uh, that's even a word, um, <laughs> the, you know, this this new um idea, goal, whatever yes. it is that their business that they're trying to start up. And they want, they're like, I want a space in that incubator. <laughs> I want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. it, it, can they, how can they contact you or can they yes. like put their name in the hat or I think how does that? The best way to reach right now, we're going to have some different platforms that people can, can uh, go to, to participate in a lot of different ways as we're talking about how this is all coming together and have thoughts about what they'd like to see. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, but if you just want to be entered into onto a list of, or if you have questions, the yes. best way to reach out is on our Facebook page. So Preservation Realty. Okay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Also, just, just as an announcement, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, you have an idea, don't wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't wait. Go find go find some, some like-minded people and, and find yourself a mentor, somebody that you can sit with and talk with right now and cultivate your idea into some sort of plan, you know? And it doesn't have to be... 
I'm just breaking the system here. You, you don't need a, a business plan right now, but some plan of, of how you're going to launch your idea into real life. And, and that comes out of many conversations with different people. So find yourself in a coffee shop with uh, local, you know, people and just start having conversations. And you're going to find yourself opening yourself up to a whole network of creative people. Um, you know, and, and you're going to go down that path, but don't wait. And if you're really, really interested in getting plugged into the business community as a whole, any one of your chambers and any community is going to open that door for you as well. So like, I, I get it, you know, like this is going to be great and you can just walk in off the street if you want to and figure out how you're going to participate when this building's open. But if you're listening, you have an idea. Don't, you don't, <laughs> don't wait, wait. Yeah. don't wait. Obviously. Yeah. Get plugged in now, Yeah, you know, yeah. so or, or someone Someone that's already, you know, has begun. That's why I was saying, totally. you know, someone that's already begun and they're they're like, yeah, that's exactly what I need because I can't work out of my house anymore or I can't, exactly. you know, you know, my kitchen's not cutting it or wh- right, whatever yeah. it whatever it is. So so there will be a fee um, and this well, is brought up. There'll be a fee, $250 a month. And that's kind of the standard fee to be able to use the space to be at any, t- you know, come and go as you please. Um, and then obviously the educational opportunities and the speakers and things that will be offered through the program. Um, There will be, Barbie has identified some funding and we'll be continually identifying funding to offset the cost for people who aren't able to um, pay that fee. Um, So we're excited about that too. Again, that goes to the inclusivity piece. This is a public-private partnership, so it's important that we're able to, you know, the impact side of this is really what we're looking at, you know, affecting. And and we could talk all day about that. That could get yeah. real boring. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, you know. But, yeah, you could, there's so many things we could talk about all I day. Know. So um, what else uh, do uh, we need to know at this point in time before we close out about Preservation Realty or any of the the different projects? I would say, and Barbie and I just had a meeting yesterday with Mayor Curtis about this. The biggest thing we're thinking about right now is the strategic planning element of this. So we're bringing the community together. We're hoping for engagement numbers in the 50,000 person mm-hmm. <laughs> range. So we're we're looking to engage current resin, residents, potential residents, um, people who work here, maybe don't live here, and people maybe who've, who've gone and, you know, moved away and could potentially think about moving back at some point. We want to engage kind of the wider community um, in a conversation about what this is going to be. Again, with that commitment to understanding, yes, we're going to create something and out of the box, we have a pretty strong idea of what we're bringing online, but that there's always going to be room for the community to weigh in. So we're going to be entering into about a six-month strategic planning process. So there'll be in-person meetings. There'll be kind of some virtual, cool virtual stuff we'll do. And um, really looking for community input on that and excited about, um, we know the community's got great ideas. I mean, that's how we arrived at this, the place we're at now. It it all was community input. Um, We're Mm -hmm. just kind of the vehicle to bring it online. You know, when you talk about economic development, you don't even know you're talking about economic development because <laughs> I'm sure you've heard. I mean, you said in, in the beginning of this interview, you often went past the Pope Brace building and, and your thought or what you said to somebody was they should put an apartment building there. Yeah. They should put a condo building there. And there's other people who say 
They should put a Portillo's over <laughs> at the corner of the station. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just like, I don't care about the Portillo's thing, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. There's, yeah. there's better restaurants in Chicago I, than I, Portillo's. And just like, you know, nothing against, nothing against the chains, you know. But it's just like I don't get excited about the chains Chick-fil-A. anymore. Chick Fil A. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like, I, like I said, it's not. I have nothing against those chains or companies, but I just get more excited about local yeah. stuff that's happening nowadays. That's it. Just it, to me, it's a little more exciting. I, but that's I just me, you know. Like, like I said, nothing personal against you know. Now Chick Fil A is not going to advertise <laughs> with me, but you know that's okay. Um, or, or they should put a locally owned used bookstore, you know. But it's always they, right? Right, it is you know, always like, they. You always and that's, put this agency on somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it. This is the time to be they. I mean, where where everybody in the community can be that that element that is including ideas and not just not just throwing out ideas and saying somebody should deal with them. But then learning learning what you need to do to get there, learning yeah. how those tax credits work, learning how to activate microfinancing, learning how to get a small loan to be able to then do the next step. This this is the time where it has to be community-driven economic development. I think Dave is uh, calling out all the people that just comment on Daily Journal articles all day long on Facebook. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're sure we don't know what you mean. But this, uh, the, there's something to be said, too, about the comment page right, of, of the Daily Journal. Because yeah. My my whole thought has been, you know, once you see Pope Brace and think about what it was and you have this Kankakee mind, this former Kankakee mindset of this is what it is, this is what it'll always be, and then you see what's going to be, that's a psychological game changer. Mm-hmm. And I think that that yep. is going to be very impactful for this community, um, especially with what Barbie was saying a minute ago about, especially among millennials and Generation Z, we don't know Roper. We don't know <laughs> yeah. that element. We know what Kankakee has been. And since then, it's only gone up. I mean, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's only been, maybe it's been at a low place, but it's continuing to climb. And it's going to keep climbing. And that means that it's not going to be what it used to be. And that's a little bit right. scary, I think, for a lot of people. But we're taking advantage of a lot of new trends, pop-ups, you know, co-working spaces. One that is another thing that people like to disparage on Facebook, but bike lanes. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are elements that you see used and done very well throughout the country, and we're not going to take them and make them part of Kankakee, and it's going to help us really bring us to uplift. Yeah, we. Uh, I. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, it's things. Obviously, they don't stay the same, and and I think that's one great thing about this incubator space that's going to go in the Midland building is that it can evolve with with the times. Yes. You know, unlike, you know, the when the the Roper building was built, it was built just for that. Exactly. You know, obviously the the Roper building in Kankakee doesn't exist anymore, but that's <laughs> that's just an example or like the Pope Brace building, we're going to do something else with that, but like it it's it can be more than just, you know, it was the Pope Brace building. It can be more than that, you know. Um, and uh, the same thing for so many other, I mean, spaces or empty buildings, you know. Um, it, it Things constantly change, and the fact that you're going to build something that can change with the times is exactly, exa- is exactly what is what we need, you know. Um, so hopefully we can keep it occupied and keep it going, mm-hmm. uh, keep the the community aspect of it going and that's that's what's so so beautiful about it yeah. change is is a big part of what's happening in this in the space i mean how we're going about developing the space has been you know not part of the normal 
um, operating way of doing economic development in the past, the way that we've um, really looked at community feedback and asked for input. And, and the community didn't realize that from the moment that there was interest in these projects. Um, you know, all of that is is different than what we've ever done before. And the other part is, is being purposeful and um, really mindful that what's in this space isn't going to be a space um, maybe that we we're going to use, but it's for people that need that need it. And so we have to go meet with those people regularly, get immersed into that entrepreneurial, you know, creative economy. And it's in the city of Kankakee, there's a good portion of our population. The majority of our population is people of color. And there's a robust, you know, people of color entrepreneurial ecosystem that's already has been thriving for years. I'm new to it. They're not new to it, but I'm new to it because we've gone out to to seek them out. And so in in the strategic planning process, we have been very mindful that we want to include equity into this conversation. We need a guide, a, a leader in that field that we want to bring online so that they will be with us. But that's also part of change for the city. The next six months is going to be some pretty challenging conversations as we dive into what is the resources that need to be there, because the system of entrepreneurial development has always been kind of uh, you need your business plan because you need to be able to be funded by a bank. And this is the route you need to go. Very traditional. Yeah. But that doesn't work for everybody. And it certainly doesn't work for a lot of the gig entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that we have in the community. Um, the, we already have a large population of home-based businesses that are doing well, but what's the next step? Do they want to stay at home? Do they want to get out of, of their home studio and into a different place? But they may not be ready for Main Street yet, but they are ready to be somewhere else. And so we have to understand what it's like to be in their business and then we need them to be making decisions about how the space gets created. But it's going to be a lot of relationship building, trust building. And you can't do that without acknowledging that there has been a separation of um, how people of color entrepreneurs have been welcomed and operated in this region versus, um, you know, white people who've been able to to be a part of, you know, be in the room, get the invitation. Yes. And so I'm still learning every day about what what equity means, what I need to be doing in my role for that. And so it's going to be part of this next six months conversation because when the doors open, everybody has to be invited and not just invited, but like know that there's room for them and that they can operate, make decisions that better themselves and participate because they are part of the community. They are the majority of the community of Kankakee and that needs to be included and stated every step of the way for what's going to happen in this space. And that is change. And that is different than what we've done before. But we have to do this from now on in order to create the spaces and places that are going to thrive in in this community. Yeah, it's almost like a, uh, it, it could be the incubator. It's almost like the um, a middle ground for an entrepreneur, you know, going from the house to the incubator and then 
they do so well there that they can actually afford their own space. Exactly. And yeah. you know, in Kankakee or Bradley or Bourbon A or wherever it is. Right. You know. I mean, and Barbie Barbie did reference this. There are a good fifty percent of entrepreneurs are those micro entrepreneurs that yes. may never graduate to like a traditional retail space. But with they this just, incubator they might. But I'm saying they just their business may not lend itself to that well, type that's of true. you know what yeah. I'm saying? And they may be like they may have several gig, side gigs, yes. you know, and so we, but we appreciate the fact that even if it, even if we're just impacting that one individual as a sole proprietor, there's a resilience piece to this too. I mean, many people are still losing their jobs and, and then entrepreneurship is a fallback too. So it's, there's a lot of different stories around the, a lot of different types of entrepreneurs. Um, and, but this facility is going to be positioned to serve all of them. That's wonderful. And uh, well said, Barbie, by the way. That was, you, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. I'm yeah. still learning. I, really, I, I really am too. Am, I know? am too. And, and uh, you know, it's it's amazing how much, uh, you know, once you really open your eyes to everything, how much, how many amazing people and how many amazing things really are happening in yeah. the area. And uh, if you, you ever know. get a chance, talk to uh, Kent Courtney Wade. Yes. Well, I talked to her husband. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was telling me about his wife when he was on the podcast and saying that she's really been coming out of her shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Did you talk? I, I haven't listened to that podcast and yeah. I totally remember That's, that you did that. Did yeah. You, did you talk about the Black Pages at all? He mentioned it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he mentioned yeah. he mentioned the Black Pages. I don't know how, I don't think we got into far depth, but yeah. I remember him. I'm almost positive he brought that up for yeah. for a minute um, and talk because that was something that she started right yeah. or yeah. yeah yeah so um so yeah um it'd be fun to I I think I think Kent and I talked about uh him maybe coming back with her sometime or, or having her on at one point but I'm, I'm sure story. it'll happen it's, it's like, that it's that moment for me when I you know you look at all of this great entrepreneurial you know people of color in the community and then I, having a moment in my own whiteness going, wait, they, they've been operating for years. I'm new. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at all these new businesses. And then right. I was like, it's no. Like, oh, they've actually no. been going on. It's new to you. Yeah, exactly. And that's. You have to sit in that for a moment and realize that like, oh my gosh, I have a lot mm-hmm. to learn. I have yes. a lot to learn. Yeah, same here. And and uh, I'm, I'm excited to learn about it. So um, anything else before we close out? Just just real quick, you know, one other element of the equity piece um, that we're kind of just exploring here, and we haven't really talked about this as a group, but I, I have absolutely noticed this. This is really a, a female-led initiative. You know, there are a lot of men who are involved here, but the the capacity that so many of our women leaders have brought to the table with this is, is clear and apparent. Commercial real estate has been a male-dominated industry, not just across the country, but particularly in Kankakee County. Um, and I'm, you know, not going to disparage any of those commercial realtors, but it has been dominated by sort of a male viewpoint. And this has really, in my eyes, it's it's been incredible to see um, certain characteristics of inclusivity, of keeping in mind equitable actions. And I, I think that that is is generated in, in large part because this is isn't largely led by strong female leaders within our community. I mean, they know how to organize things very well. So, you know. (laughs) And and negotiate difficult situations. Yeah. And it's it's been incredible to be a part of. Yeah. I think that's great. And there there needs to be, like you said, there needs to be more of that. And and it has, you know, especially the commercial, um, like you just said, has been 
dominated by men. And it's like, you see plenty of women realtors in housing, but you don't see enough in commercial. So um, the fact snaps, that you too snap, <laughs> you know, the fact that they're start, you know, they're starting to be able to be like, hey, well, you know, I've got this great idea for this commercial space. Let me in here, you know, see what I can do. And that's great to see. So the ideas um, are better. They're they're better. Exactly. And I'm glad you pointed that out. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Well, we're glad we brought him today. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's here. Gives you all the compliments. <laughs> but uh, no, in all seriousness, yeah, I I absolutely agree. It's it's great to see that. So um, lots of uh, lots of great things happening um in Kankakee so thank did you, you did you think the conversation was going to be this much fun oh i know i knew it was going to be fun like have you i feel like even still talking about it some more i'm still learning like as we're talking i'm like oh my gosh we we i need to make that mental <laughs> note we can bring that up in that meeting and plan this out like, it just it, i just it, it imagine just for going. you and your in your seat listening to us I mean, how is that for you to hear about the these kind of well, it's these plans and these developments. I uh, wh- what I think about, I guess, to to answer your question, is I think uh, about how important it is for for people to be able to to hear this more in depth, uh, beyond hearing about it on the radio and beyond hearing about it reading that one article in the Daily Journal. Um, I I think it's it's. Um, I'm, I'm hoping as many people as possible obviously listen to this because they're actually going to get more of an insight. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's more or less like this is almost like a meeting without going to a meeting. That's you right. You know what I mean? Like, That's right. And this is, uh, this podcast will live forever, you know, on the internet evergreen exactly evergreen content it's evergreen content you know so if you miss the the thursday night meeting coming up right exactly uh, it's perfect yeah you, you know I, there there's this there's plenty of information for for yeah. someone to get their feet uh wet and wanting to know more and it's positive news i mean i think people are forgetting that there are positive developments happening and continuing and we have many things to be concerned about right now, but, you know, this is kind of the counterbalance to that. And there is a way to become involved and there is a path to like your own personal future kind of development. If you happen to be here in Kankakee County, this is just something to look into. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, people can read beyond the the headline in the journal about, you know, uh, yeah, they're buying this Midland building and they're making it a business incubator and they're like someone scratching their head like, what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, they can listen to this podcast exactly. and they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. So, you know, that's just the thing. It just kind of goes over our heads for, for those of us who... Um, like to support small businesses, but we're not actually a small business ourselves, or yeah. we're not an entrepreneur. Maybe we're just we're just an everyday person that likes to go out to all the local businesses. Yeah. And I love Dave's point, and Dave's probably going to expound upon this. Um, being pro, just encouraging people to be proactive yes. and really look into all the resources that are out there, whether or not you're interested in entrepreneurship. I mean, there are many resources in the community, from the Community Foundation to the Convention and Visitors Bureau, to the Chambers, to there's so many resources. If you have a particular area that you're looking to explore, there are people and organizations, many of them out there that are willing to and ready to help. 
Yeah. And don't be intimidated by them. Entrepreneurs <laughs> listening. Yes. Do it's not easy. be intimidated. It's easy to be intimidated. I've I can I can vouch for that. What were you gonna say, Dave? This is the first time I've ever quoted Hamilton for <laughs> a conversation about economic development, but but dying is easy, living is harder. I mean, it is very easy to just throw barbs at everything that's going on and say this is not the way forward. Actually trying to build it up, that's tough. Yes. And that that is what's going to take a lot more of it, particularly in a community like Kankakee County, in order to move these things forward. I really appreciate how you do this in a historical context. I mean, you you spend a lot of time digging into the history of, of not just the buildings we're looking at redeveloping, but throughout the community. Um, it's taking that and recognizing that that's going to stick around, even if we bring some new ideas, even if we bring something a little bit different to, to the table. Um, so, I, you know, this is a perfect forum, the perfect medium to talk about that. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's, uh, I wanted this podcast to be for everyone. So um, anything, you know, that's uh, cool and positive happening in the area, whether it's past or present, that was the whole idea of this. So, all right. Well, Barbie, uh, Barbie Brewer Watson, Dave Barron, uh, Nicole, how do you, I'm small, small, Smolkovich. 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 There we go. And uh, of course, Lisa Wogan. Wogan. I always forget that. It's Wogan. Excuse me. Um, Thank you all for being here. Preservation Realty. Really excited to see these uh, projects and and buildings come to life. And uh, just to one last time reiterate that business incubator that's going to go inside Midland is a community effort. So anyone can be involved in that. That's the big thing that everyone needs to know. You don't have to sit back and just say, well, they should do this, they should do that. And it's like, well, you can actually do that if you really want to. If you think that's a good idea, let's make it happen. You know, so. Yes. That was great. He got it. (laughs) 